Hey, what's up? What it do? Time for another episode of The Intellectual Stew with yours truly, James Kirkland. Do me a favor. I'm I'm tapping on, tapping in probably about five minutes earlier than normal because I need to get something off my chest and I'm going to do it real fast and I'm not going to dwell on it, but I'm going to say it and then I'm going to move on because we have another uh, interesting conversation that we're going to have tonight with Miss Janine Latrice. Perez and uh, we're doing still doing a series entitled I don't look like what I have been through Uh, so we're going to get that conversation started here in a minute Um, uh, cool Uh, uh, we're going to share in a a minute we're going to get her in but I wanted to uh, jump us I put a post out today I read a post on Danny Machan's page and it talked about in the post she talked about um, telling people, you know, to be telling women, and that's why I looked at it as women talking to women, older women talking to younger women, but just encouraging each other. And they told her to beware of the representative, you know, and if because they do come and representatives detract, they don't add, they don't, you know, they don't add any value or anything of the sort. So therefore, she said she encouraged women to uh, not fall for the representative. Um, and for some reason, I thought it was good information. So I told the fellas, let's eavesdrop. Let's check it out. You know, we maybe because I'm the way I look at it, man, is that life lends lessons, right? And if they lend lessons, it's my job to consider the clues. You know what I mean? And I'd be a fool to see a clue and not adhere to it, right? So I see that. So I said, fellas, you know, we got free game. Let, let's jump on this. And so I put it out there. I put the post out there. And all of a sudden, some people started, they weren't really debating, but they said things that could cause debates. And there's a difference. There's a difference. Even if you're not debating, you can still sow seeds of discord that can pr- produce a debate. And if we're debating on something that we're trying to reconcile on, it's going to lead to counterproduction. And what I do on my page is I try to promote re- reconciliation between men and women. I'm trying to push relation, put relationships together, help us feel for each other. That's why we're doing I don't look like what I've been through because I, I, you know, I want us to feel, I want us to understand what people just like us are going through, but not only what we've gone through, but what we've also survived. Right. And so that's why I bring people on. Not, not, I'm not worried about the super influencers. I'm not worried about celebrities because those lives are so unrealistic to most of us, but there are so many people that we have to interact with every day. Right. 
And as we interact with these individuals, I believe that we should cordially coexist with with one another. And for some reason, there's this enmity between black men and black women that keeps us divided when I'm really trying to put us together. But then the part that got me the most is some married men jumped in. And they were arguing from perspectives that I just couldn't quite grasp. And I'm doing better because I used to have the uh, this real good middle finger ministry, but I'm doing better at not not you know mastering. I'm, I, so that because really you know what middle finger ministry does, it tells you t- I'm not gonna do that because I can't because I don't know who's listening. But uh, I, I listened and I engaged and I tried to go move on. Then somebody told me to carry on and da, 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 whatever. Listen, what I do on my page is to produce. I'm not gonna ever censor anybody. I want you to say what you're gonna say. But if you say something to me, I'm going to say it back. I'm going to say it in a nice way. I learned not to cuss as much. I don't, I don't cuss. I don't, I, don't, I don't cuss like I used to. I'm on the show already. Um, I don't cuss like I used to. I'm better at that. I don't cuss. But um, I can cuss without using cuss words. And uh, you might catch some of those. So it's cool. Uh, we, we got through today. Uh, put a little stress on me, but I moved past. But, yo, listen, we're going to get moved forward with this conversation. Like I said, we're doing a series uh, this is, I think, show number three of the series entitled I Don't Look Like What I Have Been Through. Let me find my uh, uh, my overlay. Hold on so I can put it up here. And so tonight I have a very special guest. That was my soapbox, y'all. See, I didn't I didn't stay on it long, long time ago. Like I said, I'm, I'm growing up. I'm so proud of me. I, I, I really am. I'm proud of me. Uh, I really am. I really am. But I have a special guest tonight. And uh, if you're listening you should share this. Uh, you should share this. Hopefully she shared it. Uh, and uh, we're going to get this conversation going. Uh, we had Jason on a couple of weeks ago. And Jason uh, was good. Uh, talked about the death of his daughter. Daughter with, from the ages of 4 through 13 had seizures. And one day she aspirated in her own home. Uh, and they had to rush to the hospital. She passed away. That was a very touching interview. And tonight I have a very um, special guest. She's an entertainer. She is an educator. Uh, she's a mother. She's a mother of four. And uh, she has a story to tell. I'm going to tell you how I became acquainted with her. Uh, I guess it had to be six years ago. We uh, we were Facebook. We were Facebook friends. We don't really know each other. You, don't, you know, most of us don't know people on Facebook. We know a few of us. But we don't know each other. But for whatever reason, she, uh, hey, uh, Lakeisha Coy and Viola, uh, she was pouring her heart out on a video. And she was she was sharing and she was crying and uh, she was telling her story. And the more you listened and as she articulated and the passion behind the articulation, it made you want to hear more. And as you heard more, you began she began to introduce us to what she was going through. At that time, she had lost her daughter uh, to a tragic accident. I'm going to let her tell her story in just a moment. But uh, she had lost her daughter um, and she was saying and the words that's rung out to me and I haven't even told her this yet in our conversations. But the words that rang out to me was I'm still her mother. And she said that several times. I'm still a mother with with tears in her eyes. And her name is Janine Latrice Perez. Let me bring Janine in and I'm going to let her introduce herself and then we'll move on into her story. Now, y'all share this. If you haven't shared it yet, please share it. Let's go. Let's get this conversation started. Thank you. Janine. Hey. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for consenting to come on and tell (laughs) 
your story. Uh, yes. Oh, hold on. I, I forgot to take this overlay off. Let me, let me fix this while I'm doing this. But thank you so much uh, for you. consenting uh, to come on and uh, tell your story. Because like I said, when I, when I first saw you, like I said, it was on a Facebook live post and uh, mm-hmm. that was six years ago. So that's 2006, mm-hmm. six, no, it's almost seven years ago. huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, and, and, and you were sitting there and you were, and we'll talk about why you did that in a minute, uh, but you know, but, uh, but that's how I became acquainted with you. And, uh, and like I said, um, I know that's tough. I know that you're still dealing with that every day. And like I said, and to come on and share your truth publicly, uh, I commend you for that because you never know who's going through something similar. And so with that being said, I wanted you to come in and uh, first tell us who you are, you know, what you do, where you are, and then we'll move on into the conversation. Oh, gosh. I, I, when, I, when anyone asks me, uh, what do you do? I was like, ooh, that's really loaded. You did well. You, <laughs> the entertainer. I, I teach. I'm an educator. educator. Mm-hmm. I work in prevention. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's good enough. That's good enough, I think. That's okay, gotcha. I do a and lot you're, of from, you're from Fort Smith? Yes, I'm from Fort Smith, Arkansas. So I've done all my homework, see? I I've see. done all of my uh-huh. I've done all my homework. So in 2016, November the third, yes. a day short of your baby's what birthday? Twentieth. It would have been her have been her twentieth birthday. Mm-hmm. You get a phone call. Not you get, oh, no, oh, no. Tell, well, tell me how that happened. You tell mm-hmm. us, tell us how, tell us how. Hold on right quick. Cause I see if more people jumped on. Share okay. this thread. Y'all share this. We're just getting started right now. Go ahead, Janine. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you okay. off. Well, so on November 3rd, I went to work. Um, mm-hmm. I went to work and I got a phone call from my daughter, Sophia. I didn't answer the call. I was uh, working on a red program impact in Tadaji. And um, because we just weren't supposed, we were working with the young people, we're not supposed to be on the phone. But she called and I was like, okay. Well, Olivia, I knew she was en route to Pine Bluff or she had gone to Pine Bluff. I mean, she had my second phone. Well, when she called the number, when my other number came up, I answered it. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to tell me that Sophia had called her because she wasn't feeling good. This is at 307. She called me um, to tell me that she wasn't feeling good. And I said, well, it's three. It's, you know, school will be out. She was at Central High School at the time. She can go to the nurse's office. You can call her back, let her know. She can go to the nurse's office. But I can't do anything because I'm here at um, Program Impact. So I can't leave. And she's like, okay. She told me that she was en route back from Pine Bluff. And she told me, I love you. And I told her, I love you too. And then that was it. Fast forward, I pick, I go home. I pick up Sophia and we're going, to, we, I took her to the store so that we could go get Olivia, uh, mm-hmm. her birthday card. And Olivia had asked me earlier, hey, mama, can I use one of your um, cell phones? You know, just borrow one of your old cell phones that you're not using until I have enough money so that I can buy my own. So I took my cell phone to Sprint at the time and was there. So this is after work. I'm I'm off work now. Okay, getting that getting that done. And if I get choked up at any point, just 
Yes. I got you. Go ahead. Do, do your thing. Go ahead. I got you. Try and, you know, getting a new number for Olivia, got the other phone, you know, swiped and went, then went and picked up Isabella from her dance uh, rehearsal over at St. Mark after she got out of uh, after school. And then we, we headed home. Mm. It's about 8.30-ish. And when we got home, there were two state troopers in front of my oh. house. Oh, wow. And uh, I, was, I wasn't I was sure what was going on. So I um, called uh, my Delta mom, my sorority sister, and attorney, Marva Davis. And I told her what's going on. And I told the state troopers that I'm going to have to see them in a minute, but I'm going in this house. And I went in the house, talked to her. She said, go back out and see what they want. Because I just can't imagine two state troopers at your, you know, in front of your house, what could be going on. Gotcha. Um, I went to the door. She's still on the phone. All right, hold on. Uh, listen, uh, Stephanie, uh, thank you for sharing. Uh, Viola, good evening. Uh, th- yeah, you all listen. We're, we're g- just getting started with our interview of Miss Janine Latrice Perez. She is telling us the story of how she got the news that her daughter had expired. Her daughter, Olivia Perez, uh, was a day shy of her 20th birthday. And uh, she was not home that particular day, uh, but she's telling us how um, Olivia had called, told her she loved her. Uh, she had uh, gotten home, uh, had two state police officers in front of her house, didn't know what they were there for. I mean, we should, we're African-American. We see some police in front of our house, man. We don't know if we should run or whatever we should do no. first. So, <laughs> so let me, but she said, let me call my attorney. Let me look what we say, lawyer. Let me get lawyers. So we didn't know how to handle that right then. So, but, uh, but here, but now, but now you, but now your attorneys told you to go outside, talk to them. Now what happened? Yeah, she did. And she, I was on the phone with her. And then, so while she's on speakerphone, the, one of the state troopers, uh, one, he said, uh, do you have children? Yes. How many? Four. Can you name them all in order? So I did. Emmanuel. Um, Olivia, Sophia, I mean, I said their full names, you know, for the purpose mm-hmm. of that, just shorten it for you. Emmanuel, Olivia, Sophia, and Isabella. And then pulled out a pencil. And it was like, is this Olivia? And I said, yes, that's Olivia. Why? At 310, there was an accident. No. Um, And she didn't make it. And if you remember what I began this, I told you at 307, she called me. Yeah, yeah, I do. And this state trooper is telling me at 310, she didn't make it. And I don't know. I can't tell you how I was feeling, but I did tell him and I, I hit him in his chest and told him he can't be lying to, you can't lie like that to a mama. Mm. You can't tell, you can't do that to a mother. You can't come to my house and you can't tell me that my daughter is no longer here. The thing about it is Isabella was standing right there with me. Sophia was standing right there with me. 
and my sorority sister, attorney Delta Mom, was on the phone. Mm. Um, not the news, anybody. I couldn't fathom. I still, you know, I still can't fathom to this day. Even talking about it right now, I still can't fathom to this day that that moment in time happened. I know it happened, mm. but I can't wrap my arms around the fact that it did happen. Mm. Yep, that's 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 how I received the news. Okay. They didn't call me. They uh, they showed up at the house and showed me her picture. And what time did what time did you say it was? They showed up. They were. I mean, they were at my house around eight thirty ish. I mean, they were looking for me. Remember, I picked up Sophie and I picked yeah. up Bella. I mean, I'm running errands. Yeah. I knew nothing. I knew nothing. And she passed on the scene. So yeah. she went straight to the coroner, not not to the hospital. How, how did that go? That- no, she she passed at 310. And, you know, that, that right there is there were so many people that witnessed that witnessed that or that was there. Um, there were several people and and I'd have to, uh, my friend Sylvia, um, she actually spoke to the lady that was with Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, if that woman walked up to me right now, I wouldn't know who she was, but she held her in her arms and she took her last breath mm-hmm. on the side Ooh. of the road. Yeah. So listen, uh, listen, thank you, Stu Nation, those that are listening, we are privileged to have Miss Janine Latrice Perez. And uh she's telling her story. You and anybody that follows Janine, you know, Janine, you know, she, you know, she sings, you know, uh, living my best life. And she had a baby singing, living my best life with me. She's singing at the church and she's bubbly, has a bubbly personality, and you know, she's doing her thing. But to think that seven years ago, she had to endure something that no parent ever should have to endure, right? No parent should ever have to bury a child, right? But at 307, she gets a phone call from her daughter. And, and you know what's so what's so powerful about the God we serve? He knows. Yeah, he does. And, and because he knows, you know, he knows the end way before the beginning, right? Correct. He can stand right in the now and look at the next while we're not even paying attention to it, right? So he so he he had Olivia call at 307. Correct. And her last words were, Mom, I love you. Uh-huh. And that's three, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm so sorry. That's just such no, a key. no, look, do me one favor, please. No apologies. <laughs> this is you, you no. I called I, I reached out to you and asked you to come on here and tell your story. This is your time. You can talk as much as you want. You can share as much as you want. If you need to cry, listen, I got a lifeline. Every time you feel like you need to cry, I promise you I can come up with a soliloquy to handle it. I got a therapist. I got a therapist in the back room ready to jump in whenever we need him to jump in. So listen, I'm we're covered. And then we got a whole bunch of people that are in the comments right now that are praying for you. Right. And they want to hear you tell your story. And the reason I, like I said, and those that are just getting on now, because we've been on here for about 10, 15 minutes now. And 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 I sh- shared how Janine and I, well, how I became acquainted with Janine. It was after her daughter had passed away, and she had, she was on Facebook being very passionate, and she was telling her story, and she was crying, and I don't know if she was 
reprimanding people because at a certain point she had to say something. And tell me this one. At a certain point, you kept saying, I'm still her mother. I'm still her mother. And I'm, I'm sure you remember that. What prompted you to say, I'm still her mother? Was it something, was people telling you how to grieve? I mean, were they telling you you shouldn't do this? I mean, what, how? You know, this is one line I can't, I, I couldn't, I can't handle. Um, by now, it's, you, you should be over that by now. Over they what? Told, they, they told you. Over what? you should, yes, there they, were people that said that. Um, you should be over that by now. You can't stay in this same place right here. Oh, you know, I even had an issue with the um, the counselor I went to. She meant no harm. But the space, uh, the space that I was in at that time, I couldn't, um, I couldn't receive that. Um, I could, I couldn't receive anybody saying anything to me if they, if they had not walked in my shoes, if they were not where I was at that moment. There is no way you can say anything to me. And I asked her, I said, so do you have children? Yes. Um, are your children? She had one daughter. Is, is, is she here? It was a little girl. Yes. So do you know what it means to lose a child? No. Then how in the world could you ever tell me how I should feel? I think it's important for me to just walk this way. I got to feel and I got to be able to say what I need to say. I need to be able to cry when I need to cry. If I need to scream out, if I need to just flat foot lay out, I, I got to be able to do that. And that was not necessarily received by everyone. So you, um, James, you became acquainted and you didn't shy away from who I am as a person. But there were people that actually knew me and then pretty much walked away from me during that time. Wow. They walked away you know, I was too much, Janine. You know, um, I'm I'm 51 years old, and and I've learned, you know, like I I use the expression often that life lends lessons. You know, we just have to consider the clues, right? And I've learned that what people don't understand, most times they are afraid of, and because they're afraid of it, they try to do one or three things. They either try to kick it, kill it, or cage it. Because mm. they can't contain it, right? And so, and because they can't contain it, they try to kick it, kill it, or cage it, or they just disconnect from it. And mm. so, and at that point, I, I can only imagine, you know, how you, you know, must have felt. Because I lost my mama <laughs> about a year and a half ago, right? Almost two years yeah. ago. I lost my daddy. I mean, I mean, excuse me. No, I didn't. I almost lost my daddy mm. last year, but God brought him back, right? And and I said to myself, if they if, no, it was tough with mama, but if I'd have lost dad, they'd have had to come get me. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and I'm here alone in Atlanta. I don't, you know, other than my children. And I can only imagine, you know, you trying to keep it together because you got three other children that you still have to be mothers to, you know, a mother to. Um, and you still oh, have I, to grieve. Oh, that that was said. I mean, you you focusing on Olivia, but you still have children here. I know that and I still have one that's not here. I know that I still have three here. 
Um, um, and they went through their own grieving process. So, okay, exactly. I'm reading here. Process, our process is This is true, Avery. Our process is our process and does not mirror anyone else's process. And I don't understand why people wouldn't allow me to just have my own process or why I had to be judged for it. Mm. Yeah, that's where it's why I had to be um, in the spotlight with it. You know, I, I, I think I mentioned this to you. I said that oftentimes um, I turned on the live feed and, and expressed myself because from a cultural standpoint, when I was growing up, if we would say we would be crazy if we talked to ourselves. That's deep. That was deep. That was so deep when you told me that. It, it is real. So yeah. now that I'm 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 aware of this live feature, okay, I got to get it out. I got to get it out because I don't want to go crazy. I'm in my right mind. I don't want to go crazy. So this live, thank you, Mary. This live feature is here. So let me hit this button and then talk. A lot of the times I didn't know who was on the other end watching. So I wouldn't know that you were out there watching. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't be able to see the comments because my eyes were full of tears. And I I wasn't seeing in that respect. I just didn't want to be crazy. So that means I was in my right mind, you know, because they were like, why are you on Facebook doing all that? It don't take all that. You know, but I don't want to go crazy. Wow. Wow. But there were people, my shield was in the trenches just in case something popped off. They were there. They okay. were there. Um, they were there watching. Okay. Stephanie, I'm right there with you too. She said, I Stephanie said, I talk to myself all the time and know I'm not crazy. I'm, <laughs> hey, Stephanie, I'm with you on that. Sometimes if I want an intelligent conversation, I got to talk to myself. You know what I'm <laughs> Okay, hey. I'm just telling you like it is. <laughs> Stephanie's one of those people that were there for me. Okay, good, good. Well, and all those that are listening that don't normally listen, hey, we're here every Monday night. I appreciate you all for uh, tuning in with me tonight. Uh, we're listening to Janine's story. We're going to listen, like I said, for uh, as long as she's willing to talk and as long as she has something to say, I'm, I'm in. And like I said, I got my I got my therapist in the back room, and trust me, he's listening. That's, I got a resident therapist I keep around, uh, Janine. And I, and I keep him around. I mean, I mean, I not keep him around. I don't want to use this term because he's much more than just somebody to keep around. But uh, I, I stay connected to him. That's a better choice of words. I stay connected yeah. to him because he legitimizes what we do. Okay. You know, because I, I, mean, I can talk about whatever I want to talk about, but I'm not a trained therapist. You know, I got, you know. Cause I got to, you know, I, I know Jesus is on the main line. I can call him and tell him what I want. And I got a direct connection and he usually speaks back to me, but sometimes, but I, w- I do like the therapy aspect of it, of somebody who can come in and, and uh, add value to what was Hayden, uh, Hayden, uh, Nikki, Nikki Jenkins said, hello, uh, Janine. Uh, so hello. Put, yeah. So, yeah. So the people are tuning in and people do support you. So Janine is telling us her story. I mean, some highlights. She, uh, was that she was at an, uh, a conference or an impact and she gets a phone call from her daughter. Second phone call comes. She feels like she needs to answer it. Talks to her daughter. This is at three Oh seven at three ten. Her daughter had a head on collision and expired. She, she lost her life. Uh, Janine was going on about her day all day. Uh, had not, uh, did not get the news or whatever yet. Uh, they were looking for her. She gets home about eight 30. There are two state troopers in front of her house. They ask her uh, who, what are, what are the names of her children? Show her a picture. It's her daughter. 
Uh, she grieves. She starts to grieve. People tell her she should get over it. How long are you going to grieve about that? You need to move on. You have three other children to live for. All this bad advice. They're giving her advice. And then she finds a, this feature called Live on Facebook. And that's how I became acquainted with her. She uh, Facebook Live, in a sense, became a form of therapy for her because it kept her from spontaneously combusting. She needed to get it out. And the way she got it out, she said, was because, and this makes so much sense, we were taught growing up, if you talk to yourself, you must be crazy. Must be. So she said, I don't want to look crazy. So you went to Facebook Live. And what was your responses from the live? What were your responses from the live? Well, and, and it's kind of like, and that was over time because I was on live a lot. And, I, I, and, and let me share that the comments started coming, you know, you know, months down the line. Okay. There were there were a, a lot of caring folks that did they just didn't want me to be out there and putting myself out there. But for those of you who do know me, I'm very transparent. Yeah. Um and and I think that if I would have bottled myself up, I would have literally gone crazy. Um but as far as the the time spent out there. As you know, I, it's not like I do that now. So it might be even hard right now, James, <laughs> to just be on live like I am because I do it in spurts now. I, guess. Uh, I was on there for hours at a time. I know my Delta mom, Robert Davis, was like, girl, you better be glad I couldn't sleep at night because I was I had to be up there watching you that whole time because <laughs> wow. she had my back. And like I said, since day one, day one. She has had my back when it comes to caring for my family. I'm telling you, there's a whole group of them they call the Shield. I call them the Shield. And in fact, this past November, um, I honored them. I honored them and other individuals that were a part of the entire grieving process that took care and and held my family up. And it felt so rewarding to, to be able to say thank you in the now. Now, don't get me, don't get it twisted. I was, I always say thank you. They care for me like I'm just this uh, really precious package. And I don't know if I could have done it without. I know. No, 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 no. I could not have done it without them. Mm. I don't know where I would be if they were not in place to cover me. Gotcha. And so this past November, I gave out um, Peace Lily Honors, Peace Lily Awards. Um, for them and for those who stood in the gap for me and mine. Okay, that's amazing. Alicia said something. I think this might be encouraging to you. She said, you prepared me for losing my brother and father. So I thank you for sharing your story. And she said, baby, I walk and talk to myself because I know who listening. And that's Amen. my father and brother, nephew. Amen. Yeah. So, so like I said, hey, you got, you got the shield and you got, that's the shield you knew about. You only you had a whole a whole different shield, an expanded oh, yeah. shield that didn't even know you like that, and they still felt. And I, you know, and I get you because when my father went through his uh, ordeal last year, you know, number one, I felt my I felt God was gonna heal heal, right? And so because I felt God was gonna heal him, I kind of held God accountable. 
So I went to Facebook and I started where his peep number is this today. He's on 70% oxygen today. He's, you know, he's not using the bathroom. And then next day, well, today he's on 60%, only on 60%. And I gave them updates and somebody went and told, somebody went and told my mom, my mom told me not to say anything to him because I'm good. I had to bite my tongue. I, they don't have tongue, tongue band-aids, but I kind of needed one at that time. Because somebody told them, why is James telling everybody's business? I told everybody because I wanted them to know. Because when God did it, I wanted them to understand it wasn't nobody, excuse my double negative, I know I can talk better than this, but it wasn't nobody but the Lord. So I had to put it out there and put God onto the test to prove him. I had to do it. I had to do it. And guess what did God did? He did and he's up and he's walking around the house now and he's doing on the land and all that kind of stuff. But it was my story to tell. It was your story. That's my point. It was your story. And nobody, thank you, uh, whoever said that a moment ago, it, nobody has the power. Nobody has the authority. And I can't believe they would have the gall to tell somebody how to grieve in that moment, especially someone who lost a child. You got three. I get it. You got three more, but you still a mother of four. And that's what you kept saying. I am still her mama. Yeah. I had no idea that 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 meant something to you because when I was putting my tag on, I, that's that's what I use for my tag. I am still her mama. Yeah. And and don't ever get it twisted. I'm gonna represent her, um, and I'm gonna represent her in the truth that I knew of. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of it wasn't good. You know, everything. You know you children you know if some things are rocky but i'm gonna i'm gonna be very authentic very real and very um truthful uh olivia had a whole bunch of friends mm-hmm. from all walks of life and olivia in her 19 years just shot of 20 experienced so much but the lord saw fit to bring her home to me so that we can spend time with one another before she got up out of here. That's so amazing. That's so amazing. So, and we talked about this the other day too. So, if people were listening, I mean, people listening to your story, because I mean, and that's like I said, I don't just ask to do these just to be telling your business, but I really want somebody to learn something from what we talk about. What if there were three things that you could want somebody to learn from your story, what would they be? One, the importance um, of being your authentic self in your grieving process. Okay. Grieve the way that you would, you need to grieve. Um, don't allow um, people or circumstances or how it looks to dictate to you how you need to get it out. So I've got, Mucus coming out my nose, tears flowing down my face. I wasn't looking the best, but I was sharing. I was sharing. Um, There were people in my inbox. One young lady in particular said that her child had um, passed two years prior to that, and she never grieved. She never cried. She never, she couldn't. Consumer Reports published a study showing 95% of supplements on the market are contaminated and contain magnesium stearate, which decreases absorption and increases a toxic material in the body, which has a lot of pesticides in it. Many companies are labeling it as a vegetable stearate. Central Silver has at least three dyes that are listed on the national cancer list 
as a potential osmogenic. Most of the minerals in it are in the form of oxides. Oxides oxidize the body. That means they rust the body out. At Immune Wellness Pharmacy, you will receive supplements that are dispensed in glass bottles. They're vegetable capsules with no additives, no dyes, no fillers, no preservatives, no magnesium stearate. To know your body is absorbing the nutrients it needs, stop Immune Wellness Pharmacy. That's pharmacy with an F. Go to immunewellnesspharmacy.com to shop now. Immune Wellness Pharmacy, restoring optimal function to the human body. Get it out. She really didn't know how to get out. Long, a long passage in my sorority sister and friend, Crystal T. Barker, sat there and read that with me. She said, but watching you, I'm now able to release mm. and be, and it's okay. There is this perception of strong. I, I don't know why people want to label you strong. I was not strong. Mm. I was getting through. I was getting by. I was being what I needed to be in that moment so that I could breathe. It was so hard to breathe. And people don't understand it was so hard to breathe. I was just trying to catch my breath. But I got to get it out because I don't want to stay choked up. I don't want to keep that in there. And then I still have work to do. But so be authentic in the grieving process and understand what it means to be present. There were so many people like, you, you don't have to. You know, some people are like, well, I don't even know what to say. You don't have to say a word. Just be there. Hmm. And your being present doesn't necessarily mean that you're in the same space in the confines of what I am. But just like right now, anybody that's watching this right now, you are considered present hmm. for me. You are considered present because whether you are praying, like you said, there was a shield that I knew and there was the shield that I may never know. That was out there. That's being present and understand that you don't have to beat yourself up because you can't be somewhere. You don't have to, um, you know, I didn't require much. I just required some coffee, um, really just coffee. Everybody knew by the time, you know, as I was going through that, I just needed some coffee and some space. I don't need to eat food. I don't need it. And then your, your presence, if you came, you didn't have to say a word, but let that door stay open. Sylvia, Sylvia was my gatekeeper. I said, but let that door stay open in it. Whoever you are, I didn't, I don't care what background, I don't care. If you want to just sit there and look at me and I look at you or we look out the door or we look in the garden or whatever, that was fine. Whatever your gift was, whatever your talent, your skill set, be learn and understand what it means to be present. And that is so powerful. That is so powerful because, and I didn't mean to cut you off. You okay? Because I started. Okay. Yeah, I thought. I, yeah, I thought you were pause. Because your I mean, your presence is a present. You know, when you when you sometimes you don't you can just be around somebody. I think sometimes we want to have the perfect catchphrase or the perfect words to 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 aid in somebody's healing or say the perfect thing. You know, and for and like you said, just to be present. When just me putting out a poster saying that I'm going to interview Janine Latrice Perez and your friends showed up. That's like you said, that's them being present in this moment. And uh, some, like I said, and people saying Jesus in the comments and people putting up praying hands and hearts and all those things. Those are people who are genuinely concerned. So 
under you said first of all be authentic in your grieving process uh you know grieve how you grieve but number two understand what it means to be present what, what's number three man right now i'm so full i shared it with you the other night do you remember what i shared with you the other night i take notes take- you hear me I take yes. notes. Hold on. Let me see if I found it. I got it right here. I should yes. be with me. You did. You said the final thing is this is a forever journey. Right. Yeah. It is. And it's okay. It's okay not to put a time stamp and a time limit on your grieving process or whatever. And it's okay to, you know, not only is it you are grieve authentically and you be you in that moment, but it's okay. Um, to do it the way you want to and understand that five years, six years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years down the road, if you have a moment, it's okay. Hmm. It's okay. I had that baby. I raised my daughter. I did. I'm not going to forget that. And if you are sitting with me and this happens, it's okay. Or if I see an orange and blue car pass by and I say, hey, Livy, it's okay. This is my journey. It's not going to change. Yes, circumstances and situations and the way that I move may, but the fact remains, I am still her mama. So as long as I'm here, I'm going to say her name. As long as I'm here, I'm going to continue to do the work. Olivia said this, and I remember telling you this, Olivia, um, several of the young people that came to the house afterwards told me, and I got to sit with one of them over at ULR. She's doing so good. I just love her. Um, just the other day, um, told me that Libby said that if you need something, go find my mama. Mm. She'll, she'll help you. Now, I don't know what really living meant, but I'm going to take it to mean that I'm going to listen and whatever I can possibly do, I will be there for them. So living left work for me to do. And all of them, I, I, I claim every last one of them. Is every that what prompted you? Is that what prompted you to start the nonprofit? Okay. Olivia's hope to my, um, tomorrow's promise. Um, yes, yes, um, because there's work for the young people between the ages of 18 and 25. I need to be there for them and going to be there for them. I told you she left me a job assignment. It wasn't my time to go. I I can't believe, yeah, it wasn't my time to go. I can't believe it was her time to go, but yep, that's why I'm here. So I, I can only imagine the myriad uh, of emotions that you go through. Uh, I know it's anger. Uh, I know it's questions of why, why my daughter and it, not everybody else. No, know. James. No, I'm going to stop what? you there. It wasn't really? the why. It wasn't angry. I wasn't angry. And people uh, tell you that. I, I because mean, here's the thing. I know my baby knew the Lord. Okay. And almost a year, it was actually November 1st, mm. a year she had 
year before that, she had rededicated her life, gotten baptized again with Isabella. So they had that experience together. So no, I wasn't angry because if I was angry, I would be angry at the um, driver who was distracted of whom I may, I will never, I don't know, may never know. And I don't even know if they know or even looked back in the rearview mirror to see all the chaos that happened with Olivia going from one side of the highway, crossing that median with the, the gate going through and going the other side and ending up the opposite direction. Oh, I don't man. think, couldn't possibly because that driver kept going. I'm not angry. Okay. I, I never, I've, I've never asked the Lord why. Because we are all appointed a time to die, to transition and leave this earth. It just so happens that for whatever reason, daddy thought I could handle that. Mm. (laughs) And I did say, I did tell him, you got jokes because this ain't, this not, you, if you think that I, I got this and I can do this, who, what was you thinking? But I, I don't ask him why. We just have kind of different kind of conversations, but it was never why, and I never been mad, and I never, I never questioned him. Wow, that's amazing. I'm, uh, and I can't say what I would have done, and don't even want to imagine what I would have done in that space. Uh, but I've heard people who had less faith, and people with less faith, that was the question, that was the prevailing question, is why and uh, why not? My, I think uh, the young man said last week on the show uh, something about what about. Well, no, he, well, he was on the show, but I had a private conversation with him. He said, "They, what about the people who mistreat kids? You know, why do they get to keep their kids? And, you know, and, and I lose mine and we loved our daughter, like, you know, to, to mm. no end. But but to hear you say that uh, that uh, you never asked why and you figured that daddy must have thought you could handle it, that 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 that's that's <laughs> now I heard old folk, old folk would say he'll never put more on me than I can bear. Yeah. I get it. But you know, but but when when that faith is you know, and 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 I hear you say, Doctor Oliver Craig, I would say, faith has never been tested, cannot be trusted, you know, and but yours, oh my God, that was amazing test. And by the mere fact that you're here, uh, by the mere fact that you're still smiling, uh, and you do smile, because I mean that's that's what that's one of the things that draw people probably to your profile and to everything. I mean, because Janine is Janine, man. Just to hear her say her name. My name is Janine the Chief of Reds. You know, all I that kind of you stuff. Say my whole life. <laughs> Look, my baby is up in heaven watching over me. You hear me? Yeah. You know, and daddy gives her permission to, to you know, give me a daddy. little clue. He give, you know, everybody gonna say everything because there have been people that's like, oh, you know, in the family, <laughs> outside the family. Um, there are certain things and certain protocol you should, you know, let mm. Let them rest. Yeah. Let them rest. I I mean, okay. She's you know, still my baby, though. <laughs> and to hear you, you know, you don't say fa- father's so formal, you know, but you said daddy. And daddy is an intimate thing. You know, I'm 51 years old, but I still call my daddy daddy. You know what I'm saying? You know, I might tell everybody he's my father. But at the end of the day, when I talk to him, he's daddy. And yeah. for you to, to express you know, daddy got this. Daddy, you know, daddy must have thought this. Daddy, this. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, God, it's, I appreciate these conversations. I really, John Wilson, what's up, man? He said, we are, he said, G, John Wilson said, we are all leased property from God. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's mm-hmm. what it is. And, 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 and I've leased cars before. And at the end of the term, I got to give the car back mm-hmm. unless I choose to purchase it. 
I pay for the portion of the vehicle that I'm going to use, but then I return it back to the manufacturer and you, God loaned them to you for 20 years, or loaned her to you for almost 20 years, a day shy of 20 years. But at the end, he said, I need it back, need her back. And he got her. And, and, and for you, go ahead. You got something you got something you were about to say. Go ahead. Right. Olivia on, on one of her one of her one of her pages. OK, because <laughs> sometimes she would conduct herself a little differently. Right. And I said, Libby. But on one of her pages, she put, um, Lord, just let me see 20. Wow. So you can't tell me she wasn't having conversations with him already. Mm. And then um, she she passed between 20, uh, between exit 19 and just before 20. Ah. So that's enough for me. Um, that's enough for Gee. me to know that um, oh, things were the way they were supposed to be. Mm. You better to make me call. Stop. Uh, listen, that's, that's a good segue uh, to bring in my friend, uh, Ray. He's going to join the conversation. Uh, okay. Janine, if you have any questions you want to ask him, anything you want to say. Yeah, he is a therapist and he's he, he he's he's legit. He's legit. He he's uh he has about a hundred and some odd therapists that work under him. So he's uh for the state of Mississippi. So he's okay. he's legitimate. Uh so anybody else have any questions while we got him for the next 15, 20 minutes or so, uh feel free to ask. He might, you know, he might tell us the different stages of the grieving process, but whatever. Trust me, I've been watching him in the background. He's taking notes. So he's gonna he's gonna come in and he's gonna talk. And anything else you want to add to the conversation, feel free to do so. Uh, but I just want to bring him in now. Uh Dr. Rayfield Evans Jr. How you doing, sir? Man, doing great. Doing great. Good, good. Say hello to Janine. Janine, this is uh Pastor Evans, or we go or Dr. Rayfield, whatever you want to call him. But uh he's this Dr. Him. Pastor. <laughs> hello, hello, sister Janine. Thank you for uh sharing uh, your story with us and also uh sharing the story of, of Olivia. Um there's something powerful uh, whenever we tap into our raw emotions. And when you talk about people walking away, I think sometimes even that, even as Christians, we're not ready for just that raw emotion because we filter so much and we front so much, even within, in, in, in Christ. Uh, so, so, so everybody cannot deal with that. And, and I commend you for you grieving the way you needed to grieve and taking the process that works for you. And, uh, and, and grief is a process. We go through stages and um and and it, and and I just want to commend you for taking taking charge of your grieving process. Thank wow. you. That's a, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. those words. Yeah. So so doc you listened uh you listened and uh you listened to the conversation. I saw you I mean, you jumped in. And that's what I like about doc. I asked him to come on the last 10 or 15 minutes, but he jumps in early and he listens, he's engaged. And he uh and he's very he's he's able to speak applicably and knowledgeably about what we're talking about. He's not just trying to wait for t his last 10 minutes to shine or anything of the sort, because he's just not that kind of guy. Uh, but some of the nuggets you picked up, Doc, uh, tonight, something that you thought were maybe powerful that we can extract, that we need to apply to our lives or some things or some recommendations you would have made uh, during that time. Uh, even the therapist that told her, basically, you need to get over it, you know, uh, uh, what do, you, what do you think about some of the things that you've heard tonight? Well, now, in any time any person says something 
uh, as misguided as get over it, um, uh, deal with it. Uh, it shouldn't take that long. Uh, they are not walking in your shoes, mm. you know, and, and obviously it's, it's, it's not the best professional advice we could ever give someone when we, when we are not going through what they're going through. But now, uh, James, one of the things that stood out with, with, uh, sister Janine's situation was her implementation of faith, okay. uh, on, uh, you know, in the other conversation, you know, the, the family was not as religious, uh, but with Janine just leaning and depending on God enough to understand the fact that our children do not belong to mm. that, that they are gifts. They are, they are on loan to us for a specified time and, and to cherish that time to, to get as much out of life and the value of that time that we can, because we never know. Now, now my mother used to say, and, and, and she's 91 years old and she still will tell me this, God does not allow anything to sneak up on you. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and if your daughter mentioned wanting to get to 20, uh, who knows what God had put in her spirit. Did you freeze Ray? Ray, you, I think you froze on us. Hold on. Let me see. Okay. Now you, you froze for a second. Okay. You said, uh, you said the last thing we heard was when you said, who knows what God put in her spirit. That was the last thing we heard. Because now for the children of God and, and yeah. I have, I have seen this because I have been at the bedside of, of Christian as they transition. I have never seen a Christian who was scared. Mm. Now, Lord, let his microphone work because he is—he's he is, got some of that Mississippi internet right now that's slowing us down. Come on, we, he got some of that Mississippi. Hey, we needed that. Hey, go ahead, we needed that sermonic pause right there. Let, listen, I don't know if y'all heard that or not, Ray. We, you, you, you froze. Uh, move and let me let me see you move or something so I know you're back. But uh, but uh, Ray said he's never. Janine, repeat what he said. He said he ain't never seen a Christian. What? Scared. He said he ain't never seen a Christian that was scared. He's been oh, Ray, you back, Ray? You, you're going out on me a little bit, Ray. Uh, but uh, he said he said at bedsides. <laughs> he said he said at the bedside of Christians that he's never seen a Christian that was scared. Yeah, say it again. God, God, go ahead. Now. God gives God gives us that calmness and that peace that only the children of God can understand. So, 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 so when Olivia departed, uh, God was with her. God was with her. One, one mother, one mother, sister Janine, one mother I've counseled. She, she was in the back seat and her, 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 her nephew and her daughter died. Her, her, her nephew and her daughter died in a car accident. Her, her desire and her grief was, I wish I could have been awake to actually help. But now here's what I share with her. Well, you could have you could have seen things that you will never be able to take out of your mind. Wow. The assurance is you didn't necessarily have to be there because God was there. Mm. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, and he was the one that was going to transition her 
from 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 life to eternity you know so so so, so the whole idea that you understand that uh, faith talk and faith belief is just what it is for those of you know for those who don't have it we can't we can't talk them into believing mm -hmm. but if you have it we can encourage you to utilize it in the grieving process and during the counseling process Doctor, um, let me tell you something. My daughter, Sophia, she was fine earlier in the day. She she got sick in her gut. Okay? And called me out of the blue. And, and so I, I know what I know her beliefs as well. But that was nothing that prompted her to call me, but knowing I wasn't gonna pick up, she called Olivia. So I believe all of that, those circumstances with her feeling that way, just out of the blue. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. She got to talk to her sister. Her sister got to call me. And the last three words I heard from my baby was, I love you. That was divine. So I can leave. I can say, okay. I knew my baby loved me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just something to say because she didn't have to. And, I, and it was like, okay. Listen, pick up the phone this time, child. Pick up the phone. So you're right on point with all of that. And I, I have faith enough and I know that I know he's got it, but I'm still human too. I'm human. Oh. And I'm her mama. And if I cry or if I just stop midstream because I, I'm having a moment, yes. just let me get through it. It's just because I'm also in this human experience as well. And, and, and it's okay to embrace that human experience because we have a savior who has taken part in our human experience. Yes. He can understand mm -hmm. us. He can tell God the father about what it's like to be wrapped in this flesh. Mm -hmm. Therefore, when his friend Lazarus died, we have the shortest passage, the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, people often look over that uh, but but it's significant in the fact that he grieved the way we grieve. So 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 grief is a a process. You are engaged in that process. My my only challenge to anyone in the grieving process is that to to, to kind of figure out where you are in that process. Mm -hmm. You know you know it it starts off with the shock and in the denial. Then we have the. Um, you know, the just just the anger, the bargaining, the depression. But somewhere in there, Sister Janine, there's a there's an upward turn. And that upward turn is when life becomes a little more calmer. You may still have those moments. But now you you life began to to take some resemblance of of normalcy. All right. And 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 that has to happen right before the, the full acceptance. Meaning that you can talk about Olivia and there can be conversations about her that are happy conversation, memory. Oh. Oh, the, yeah. the, you, know, you may laugh and, and remember her, but there, there still may be times that you may think about her and you're sad because that, that she's not, she's no longer with you, you know? So, so, so what I always tell families, what I always tell uh, loved ones is that when you're able to to engage life of life again, 
when you're able to enjoy life again, when you're able to, 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 um, um, you know, and, and, and people say, well, well, get over it. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to learn to live past it. The danger is for individuals who stay stuck right at that moment. Right. And there's no joy. There's no peace. Mm -hmm. There's no fulfillment of life. And, and you mentioned your other children, your other three children. Sometimes children are able to see that within parents because, because they're not as engaging with them. You know, but now look yeah. like you have covered all of that. And, yeah. and, and not only were you Olivia's mother, but, but now you still, I'm still got their mama too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm their mama too. That's some of my hashtags. I do that. I am their mama too. I realize that I'm going hey, they don't they included up in this thing here. Yeah, yeah. And, and that that is significant because it shows that you're not stuck. You 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 have not forgotten about those who are still here mm -hmm. and you're still engaging life. Um uh, ministry is sometimes born out of misery. <laughs> and, and and I think that's okay. For us to realize that look god has given allowed an experience i take that experience and what good can come out of that experience mm -hmm. you know you know you know and i think i, I your, your situation is a perfect example of not just not just keeping it to yourself right. but but allowing others to be blessed through the experience yeah. uh, uh, and then that that brings roman into into play uh, uh, can't nobody turn the situation around like God. Mm. Therefore, in the end, we're able to say that all things work together. Things. Everything. Hey, that's that's all one of my favorite for the purpose. That's uh, one of my favorite verses. All things. Yeah. Listen, I can't do no more of these shows, so I got to take a break. This, but I got to take a break. To, Doc, these some heavy. These last three shows I haven't been been heavy, Janine. If you go back and watch these last two shows, including your, well, three, including yours, this is too heavy. I'll be sitting over here crying and stuff, and I'm just quiet, just trying to mind my business. I don't be wanting to, but this is this is a blessing, and I appreciate you. And and the reason why you're here, and the reason I invited you, is because you don't look like what you've been through. Uh, you don't. You to come on here, and you you have the right to cry. Yes, you have the right to grieve. That's your right. Uh, and uh, nobody can take that from you. And you've done it very publicly, but your smile shines mm -hmm. equally as bright, if not more, than your grief. And that's what matters uh, because it's infectious. Doc, she, she's a singer. Uh, she's, a, she's a professional singer. And she, wow. she, she, yeah, she is. She can do it too. Wow. Uh, so if she ever, you ever near uh, Columbus, Mississippi, stop by uh, <laughs> Southside Baptist Church, I'm sure he'll be happy to <laughs> have you on the. <laughs> Please do. I'll be in the house right before I preach. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he, yeah, she, and she, yeah, you might not be able to preach if she get through singing, but you know, you, uh -oh. you, you, uh -oh. you might have to, you might have to open the doors of the church and do it that way. I don't know, but, uh, but, uh, but it's all, it's all gravy. Uh, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, some strategies of grief. Thank you, uh, Dr. Wilson. Uh, and I thank you also, uh, Dr. Evans. All right, so we can ready to. I don't want to keep you too long. We've been on here almost an hour, and I got to make one more announcement before we're done. But Janine, uh, Janine I'm sorry, Janine, um, what uh, is there any parting words? Um, that you I would do. Have? Right. I do because I, I would like um, to take a moment just to acknowledge a very special family 
that um, lost a very talent, their son, a very talented and um, beautiful soul um, that I had the pleasure of knowing and getting to work with. Um, but I just wanted to acknowledge their family because he um, passed just yesterday. Mm. Wow. Um, Do you so, want to say the family's name or you just want to? Uh, McAdoo. The McAdoo family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, yes. Gotcha. That's gotcha. So we want to keep that family in our prayer. I hope I spelled that right. Uh, uh, we want to definitely keep the McAdoo family in our prayers. Uh, and look at her. She's praying for other people while we're here praying for her and trying to uh, support her through her process. That's, that, that's just amazing. So, uh, Janine, you are appreciated. Uh, uh, if don't nobody else tell you, you heard it here on the intellectual stew with James H. Kirkman, the second and, uh, Dr. Evans, I appreciate you for always coming in and providing context, uh, to what we're doing. And I appreciate you for engaging him, Janine, and, uh, even confirming some of the things that he said. I think that, uh, I think that goes a long way. It's, it, it's, y'all know, um, Sometimes life is like surgery with no anesthesia. You don't even realize it's happening right. Mm. And uh and tonight in these last few weeks, we've been getting having surgery performed on us, right? Because if you cry if you haven't cried about something that has absolutely nothing to do with you in the last 48 hours, you might already be dead. Mm. And that's just real talk because we t- we should be touched by the infirmities of others. We should. Mm. And 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 I'm sorry, I can't even hardly look at a homeless man without uh without feeling some type of emotion mm-hmm. and as human beings at a certain point you know we got we got uh, we've become so desensitized you know this, you know this egalitarian culture teaches us about me myself and i and mine and all that that we forget about us and we and them and everybody else and and that's just ain't the, that's not the communal culture that we came from it's a whole different lesson and we'll talk about it another time but uh, if you lay down with dogs, you get up with fleas. Y'all gonna have to listen to and catch that later on. I'm talking to somebody. They got, it. they got it. You might not have, but somebody got it. Doctor Evans, you want to say something before we get out of here and before I make my little announcement? Uh, just to say thank you again, Janine, uh, for sharing. Uh, you bless many, many people through telling your story, and and I thank you from from the depths of my heart for being willing to do. Uh, I, do, uh, God appreciate. Thank you. All right. Well, Dr. Evans, I'm going to take you on out. Janine, I want you to stay with me for a minute while I make this announcement. Uh, hold on. My music, I don't know what, Doc, we see. Oh, he gone. Uh, my bad, Doc. I didn't mean to do that that fast. That was like, oh, hold on, he's still there. Hold on, let me do it. Let me be nice. Doc, I didn't mean to hang you up like that. That's like I hung up on the phone on you, Doc. I promise. Everything. <laughs> Doc, hey, let me say this. Let me just say this before he leaves. Doc is my friend. When yeah. I say friend and Doc and I met, uh, on a whim, you know, through a mutual part, third party of several years ago. Trey was, it, my son, it was about 2015. Yeah, somewhere around that range. Uh, and we've been friends ever since then. And um, and he supports what I do. He said, not only in a in a physical way, but he also supports it tangibly. And, oh, and, I, and I and I appreciate that. Uh, so, Doc, I'm going to go ahead and take you out for real this time, but I'm not going to look like I, look, I'm not going to look like I hung up on you. Okay? <laughs> Y'all say about it, Doc. <laughs> All right, so Janine, I'm inviting you to my event, okay? I'm doing an event. In on August. the 4th? I mean, on the second. On, on the 2nd. On second. the 2nd. So I'm going to turn my music up so I can do this right. Hold on. 
so uh, March second in North Little Rock, Arkansas, I am doing my first uh, li- uh, podcast with a live audience. Let me put the flyer up. This is the flyer. It is called the Bonding of the Sexes. Okay. Notice what it does not say. It doesn't say the Battle of the Sexes. So don't come in there thinking you're gonna argue and all that stuff tonight. It ain't happening. All right, we're bonding. We're working on reconciliation. We're trying to bring us back together. So I'm inviting you all out. Come have fun on my dime. You know, we're going we're gonna to have our d'oeuvres. I got Tony T.P. Pearson going to be the mixologist, though, for those that mean he's the bartender. That's another fancy way of saying bartender. Uh, we're going to record live. I'm going to have people in the audience. People are calling me asking how much the tickets are. They're free. Uh, but it's by invitation only. So what I'm looking at is who's been who has been supporting the podcast over these last three years, and it'll be three years in May. Uh, and some of the guests that have been on the show during that time, they'll be there, and you'll be able to shake their hand. If you've never met me in person, you'll be able to shake my hand. Uh, I'm gonna have panelists on that day. I'm gonna have uh, couples to interview, and we're gonna have a good time. Six o'clock on a uh, Saturday, March the sixth. I mean March second, March second. At the House of Art in North Little Rock, Arkansas, on the on Fourth Street, they do uh, 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 what you call it, spoken word and stuff like in that, like that there. So uh, it's free, free parking right across the Simmons Bank Arena. So if you want to go, and I haven't invited you, reach out to me. But when it runs out, it runs out. I'm, I mean, it is what it is. I, that's all I can do. So, uh, like I said, appreciate y'all, love y'all, I really do. And then you're gonna come, please. If you're available, come. Okay. come. If, if you're available, I, I'm not gonna make you. I'm not gonna make you obligated lie to yourself today, lie to us today. But if I'm if available, can, if, if, I, I'm available. if you're available, yeah, please come. Like I said, it's gonna it's gonna be my first in person uh podcast, and and I have bigger aspirations and bigger plans for what I want to do with uh taking it to different places. So uh if you're available, like I said, come on, and uh we'll yes, have a good time. I saw the flyer, and that's where I got the fourth because I knew it was on the fourth. Yeah, like, on fourth, yeah, fourth Street. <laughs> it's on fourth. It's on fourth. You got eight, hey, so you saw it. Yeah, it's on Fourth Street, but it's gonna be on the second. Okay. And we'll start, I think, at six o'clock on that day, and uh, we'll probably run until about nine o'clock. You know, like I said, we're gonna, you know, drinks will be free, uh, wine, that stuff, uh, hors d'oeuvres, all that stuff, and uh, you know, you can tip the bartender if you want to. Uh, but uh, and if you want to, you know, be a blessing to the ministry, you know, if you want to help out, you know, I'm, I'm not charging, but if you want to give a donation, they, there the uh, cash app is, uh, uh, cash app intellectuals too. That's where they're right. Yeah, JK too. Uh, you can welcome to be a part. And if you want to support this platform, please, ma'am, please, sir. Now, listen. Next week we're gonna get back into relationships because I, I got to start getting ready for the podcast. Okay, so and I didn't cried enough over the last three shows, so I mean, I'm, I'm probably gonna go back and cry over this one. And you'll see some reels in the next couple of days, Janine. There'll be some reels out with your conversation, and I, I'll share those with you as well. But those that have this is your first time listening, thank you. Uh, I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it's called the Intellectual Stew for a reason because we don't just talk about one thing. Several ingredients make up stew. This week we were dealing with I don't like I don't look like what I've been to, but next week we'll start dealing with the bonding of the sexes. So. But if you're coming to argue, stay on over there. <laughs> don't I'll argue with. I'll argue with. I'm, I'm not pointing at you, but I'm really. I'm not trying to anyway. I'm pointing at the window. Stay over there, because let me tell you, I, like Janine, you know what my rule is. I don't argue with women. Number one, because I don't argue with nobody. I can't fight. 
Hey, so, okay, okay. so we don't. Yeah, so ain't no arguing going on over here. Okay. I so I'm having fun. Thank you. You gonna will you come? You, will you come back and be on the show for another time for something else? Yes. If I, if I need you. Okay. Cool. Uh-huh. All right. As I say before I leave, every time it's on my shirt right here, the world is changing. My question for you is, why do you remain the same? Y'all have a good night, and we'll catch you next time. See you next week. Hey, let's change the world together. Get your The World is Changing tea at www.theintellectualstew.com. Listen, friends, I was stuck in a state of stagnation. I was depressed after a divorce. I was marinating in my misery, didn't want to do anything, didn't want to work, didn't want to go anywhere. I just wanted to stay where I was. But then all of a sudden I had an epiphany. And I realized that where I was was not where I was supposed to be. So I made an adjustment. And you know what I did? I got on the path to better. You know why? Because I realized that better existed. And you know what I want to do? I want to invite you to join me on the path to better. Get your On the Path to Better t-shirt at www.theintellectualstew.com. Dot com. Will you join me on the path to better? <laughs>